Well, if you wanted to bet on the Super Bowl the other weekend legally, you would have had to cross the border to Wisconsin, Iowa, or South Dakota. Sports betting is not legal in Minnesota, but the House Commerce Committee will consider a bill today that would legalize sports betting in Minnesota. There was a news conference about the bill this morning. DFL State Representative Jack Stevenson is the chief author of that bill. He's on the line right now. Welcome to the program, Mr. Chair. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Kathy? Good. Thanks for being here. See, before we dive into your version of the bill, this issue's been around for a long while. It's gotten stalled along the way. Why is it important that Minnesota legalize sports betting when there are popular apps and websites available like DraftKings and FanDuel? Yeah, well, the issue is that um, uh, all of our neighbor states and 30 states overall have legalized sports betting. This is an issue that's been coming across the entire country that people would like the opportunity to do here in Minnesota. In fact, people can do it illegally in Minnesota right now very easily by using offshore uh, websites. So we want a safe, legitimate market here in in Minnesota that has consumer protections and that treats the issue of problem gaming with the seriousness that it deserves. But if you legalize it to deal with problem gaming, isn't that enabling the behavior? Well, I think the issue is that problem gaming is going to happen uh, regardless. And it, you can either be honest about it and deal with it in an appropriate downstream uh, way by uh, having uh, prevention, treatment, and education. Um, and by having consumer protections uh, that enables us to exclude people who have prior problem gaming problems uh, from the program or... Uh, we can continue with an illicit marketplace where people who have um, uh, issues with gaming uh, don't get the resources and help uh, they need. And frankly, there's a stigma around it, uh, and I'd rather it be out in the open where we can deal with it more honestly. In the past, as you know, there's been tribal gaming opposition to sports betting, but a letter sent to you from the head of MIGA, the Minnesota Indian Gaming Association, seems to indicate support. Under your bill, would the tribes control sports betting? Is that how you get buy-in? So we have uh, uh, an arrangement where the 11 sovereign tribes in Minnesota would each be offered a a license uh, to operate sports betting. That makes sense because the tribes are the most successful, longest-running, safest, most heavily regulated gambling operators uh, in the state of Minnesota. And, you know, when this issue first came uh, uh, to my uh, uh, purview as chair of the Commerce Committee, what I did was I, I traveled the state. I visited all 11 of the sovereign tribes in Minnesota. I talked to our professional sports teams. I talked uh, to the racetracks. I talked to the university. I talked to problem gaming groups. And I tried to build as much consensus as I can. And that's, I think, why we have a bill today that has a, a pretty broad level of stakeholder uh, support. I mean, you mentioned uh, the, 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 the tribes, but also Minnesota's professional sports teams. All of our professional sports teams uh, support the bill. Does the state get a cut of revenue under this bill? We would tax uh, the mobile sports betting at 10% of, uh, of net revenue. But it's important to understand that sports betting is a high-volume, low-margin business. Uh, which means this isn't going to be a really significant revenue driver for the state, and that's not the reason to legalize sports betting. Uh, On average, this is going to generate $10 to $12 million a year for the state. In the context of a $60 billion budget, that's not a a huge amount of money. Uh, What we will do with that money is is put it towards things that are kind of directly related. One, about 40% of the money generated by the bill would go to treat uh, and do education and prevention around problem gaming. Another 40% of the money would go to youth sports, in particularly areas that have uh, high levels of juvenile crime, because uh, we know that when kids are busy playing sports, they're not busy getting into trouble doing other things. 
and the balance of the money would go to fund the regulation and consumer protections that are necessary to make sure this is a safe uh, product for Minnesotans to participate in. So I notice, uh, as I'm quickly going through the bill here, Canterbury Park and the Harness Track seem shut out of this deal. Why is that? Well, again, I think the issue here is this would be the most significant expansion of of gaming in the state of Minnesota uh, since the tribal compacts were signed uh, about 30 years ago. And so when I put the bill together, the question was, who makes sense to work with for this significant expansion? And I think the entities that have the most experience, have the most success, are the most highly regulated, regulated are the tribes. They're also geographically dispersed throughout the state. Uh, in rural Minnesota and closer into the metro. So I think they make sense as a partner. Um, could there be a point, though, where Canterbury and the Hardest Track are caught in on the deal at all? Or is, are they completely out in the cold? We're, we're going to keep talking to everybody. I will tell you that there's a lot of resistance to the capital of expanding uh, gambling uh, at, the, uh, at the tracks and other places. I'll also note if, uh, that you know, the, the, the letter of support uh, that the professional supports teams gave in support of uh, my bill indicates that if anybody else uh, was able to do it other than the tribes, then they want to do it too. In other words, if if we were to include the tracks in the sports betting bill, then we should also include the teams. That's their position. So then you're really talking about expanding this much further than I think most legislators would be comfortable with. So I, I don't anticipate seeing expanded gaming at the tracks as a result of this bill. So let me ask you, last year legalized sports betting stalled in the Senate. Are you pretty confident you have the votes this time around? You know, there's a lot of new faces in the Senate, so we got to have a lot of conversations. But I think we have good momentum there. My uh, Senate counterpart, who's carrying the bill, Senator Klein, is working hard. Uh, and I'm optimistic that it will get it done. I'd like to change topics for a moment because you're also the chief author of the bill that would legalize cannabis in Minnesota, recreational cannabis. And that was in the House Finance and Policy Committee today. One issue that came up was keeping medical and recreational marijuana separate. Can you speak to why that decision was made? So we really want to keep a good medical program in Minnesota. And the reason for that is pretty straightforward. There are people for whom the adult market doesn't, wouldn't work. One example is children. You know, there are uh, children who have terrible seizure uh, disorders, for example, uh, that are effectively treated with cannabis. And if we allow the medical program to go away, uh, those kids are not going to have access to the medicine they need to have a good quality of life. So it's really important for us to continue the medical uh, program. Uh, going into the future and and make sure we stabilize it. Because in states that have legalized adult use cannabis, there have been some challenges for the continued existence of the medical program. As you know, some local governments are concerned. Are there concerns uh, to enact tougher restrictions included in the bill? Yeah. So what we have done here is established a system of really strong regulation that's primarily at the state level. That way there is a consistent approach across the other the entire state. Other states that have legalized cannabis have allowed local communities, counties, cities to opt out and say, I'm sorry, we're not going to have any cannabis in in this county. What that does is it really feeds uh, the illicit marketplace. Uh, It gives them a place where they can thrive. And one of the goals of this bill is uh, to transition from an illicit marketplace to a legitimate marketplace. So we want that regulation at the state level. At the same time, we know that local units of governments, cities and counties are probably better positioned to do some of the enforcement work. You know, making sure that dispensaries aren't selling to kids, making sure that dispensaries aren't selling products that aren't uh, approved for sale by the statewide agency. So there's a dual approach here where the state does a lot of the uh, the regulation, and then we partner with our local units of government 
on enforcement, some happening at the state level, some happening at the local level. Because there was the the mess uh, last year when it came to THC and the state kind of let the local governments deal with it on their own, would this put the existing edible beverage hemp-derived THC producers out of business? No, it would not put them out of business. It would create a regulated marketplace around them that would solve some of the problems that have cropped up uh, since uh, that bill passed last year. So, for example, uh, we would move those uh, those edible products, the gummies, behind the counter in establishments uh, so to try and limit uh, youth access to it. But, you know, these products have proven very uh, popular with consumers and with businesses. And, in fact, there's been a really positive thing for a lot of our craft breweries, the local breweries that are offering THC infused beverages. So we're, we're not going to, that market is not going away. We just want to put some guardrails on it, some reasonable regulations and restrictions to make sure that we have safe products that are staying out of the hands of kids. All right, Mr. Chairman, I know you're busy. Thanks for your time here this afternoon. My pleasure. Anytime. Representative Zach Stevenson is the chief author of a bill to legalize sports betting and another bill to legalize adult use cannabis in Minnesota.